On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, Chloe Edwards joins me to talk about post-adoption support and what she calls the pineapple mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name is Tim Elder, a proud dad of three through infant adoption. This is the podcast of all about infant adoption. We give you the inspiration and hope so you can adopt faster with more confidence and hopefully less headaches. So thank you so much for joining me again today. And we're going to talk about post-adoption support, a big topic and an important one. And really, can you even define it? Do you know what it is? Or do you really know who it's for? Do you know where even to get post-adoption support, especially for your adopted child as they grow up? Because adoption really doesn't end when the baby's placed with you. You know, adoptees, they need to know they're adopted from the get-go, from the very beginning. And they need positive support from their families and those around them. And they really need to know how to deal with any trauma or questions that come up in their life. Things like, who am I? Am I good enough? And where do I fit in? And they should be able to say, I am a proud adoptee. And this is the mission of our guest, Chloe Edwards. She's a Korean adoptee. She was adopted at five months old. She was raised in the States and she's the founder and CEO of pineapplemindset.com. So she helps adoptees who feel lost and alone just really cultivate their self-confidence through life coaching and her new online course called Lost to Leader. Her adoption story and how she overcame traumas in her life really resonate with adoptees all over the world who are and have struggled with the same kind of issues. And she really just gives hope to adoptees from her personal story. But she also really comforts adopting parents by letting them know that these post-adoption support resources, there are some available for adoptees by adoptees like herself. So I absolutely love what she's doing to help adoptees and really us adoptive families with her pineapple mindset. It's a really a brilliant analogy and it's a fun way to provide post-adoption support. So let's get into that interview with Chloe right now. All right, on the show with me today is Chloe Edwards. Chloe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It's actually an honor. I'm, anytime I have an adoptee on the show, it's just I'm so honored because I, I just loved hearing stories, and, and especially yours, uh, where you've already described a little bit to me about what your story is and and the places you've gone, the things that you've done in your life. It's just amazing. So I'm honored to have you on the show and I'm excited to share with people the pineapple mindset. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to just give some people the background of really what your story is, what your life was like growing up as a fam, as a, in your family, as an adoptee, and then maybe some like challenges you faced or what you wish could have went better for you. Yeah. Uh, so I was adopted from South Korea when I was five months old uh, to a family in Minnesota what was a little bit different with my adoption is that my cousins were actually adopted from South Korea. So we have two, I have two older South Korean adoptee cousins. And my sister was also a Korean adoptee. So she was adopted three years before me. So adoption started becoming more of a regular, I guess, topic in our family. And so it wasn't completely taboo. But even though within like my inner family, it wasn't a taboo topic. It became something that really changed my self-worth and like how I started to see myself as grade school came along and I looked different from everyone else um, because Minnesota is primarily very Caucasian. Um, There's not a huge 
Um, there's not a lot of huge diversity. And I just started to notice how my eyes were different. My ears were different. My face was different. I couldn't say my R's when I was a little kid. So the number 44 was the hardest thing to ever <laughs> say. Uh, I had an eye patch because I had a lazy left eye and I had to wear glasses. And so being teased for how you look, what you sound like, and then also being told to go back to your own country really started to create this negative image of myself and how I saw my worth, my beauty, and where I fit in into the world. Um, so for what I wish would have gone better, I guess, you know, being able to have resources where I didn't feel alone and feel like I'm the only person this is happening to. And so that's why I started Pineapple Mindset. Yeah, you really had to go through a lot. I mean, kids go through a lot anyway, but uh, yeah, if you're in a situation like that where you have whole sorts of things kind of not working against you, but just making it difficult for you or making it different for you. It's even harder. Kids always are trying to accept their own situation and um, how they fit into the world and into their own family. So was it a burden inside of your family or was everybody really just accepting? I'm not, a, not just your own like mother and father, but even in the, your extended family, was it everything okay there or was there some burdens there too? With my extended family, because I was extremely fortunate to have like other people that did look like me, right? So I, there were, out of the six cousins, you know, four of us yeah. are Korean. It was not as, I think, a bigger issue where I feel like a lot of adoptees, it's like the scariest thing to go to family reunions because they are the only one that looks different. So I will say that I'm, I was blessed in that sense, but... I mean, just growing up and not having any role models to look up to. Because I feel like when you're younger, you your role models are you know superstars, you know singers, actors, actresses, and whatnot. And just in that time of the '90s, Asian representation was little to none. Yeah, yeah, and I could see you know as a father to three uh, kids that are kind of just growing up still and still kind of finding their own place and their own uh, fit into the world. Uh, I don't, I mean, they don't have necessarily the problems that you may have faced with um, the obvious racial differences, but people end up finding out they're adopted. And so that can kind of be a barrier for them to be accepted. I guess we can get that into that when you talk about the pineapple mindset, because let's first describe that. Cause I really have a lot of questions being a dad, you know, how I can help my own kids. And I know a lot of people listening are the same way. They're like, okay, I love having an adult adoptee on because you can really get a sense for things that we can do better as parents or hopeful adoptive parents, what we can do for our kids. So let's, let's talk about the pineapple mindset. What is it and how does it apply to adoptees? Yeah. Okay. So a pineapple mindset, it is a certain type of mindset, but it's also the name of my company. So I believe that a pineapple mindset consists of three things. One, having the self-confidence to stand tall and proud and wear your crown, which I believe a crown is your gifts, your talents, your story, and being able to have the confidence to share with the world and know that your differences or your individuality is what makes you you and what makes you shine. 
And then two is a pineapple has two very different parts of them. So on the outside, it has a really, you know, hard and strong exterior that protects it, protects the inside. That is what everyone actually loves. People don't eat the outside of the pineapple. They eat the inside that's <laughs> sweet and soft and that is hidden from an outer shell. And so I want to try to push people to love both their inner and outer emotions, to recognize that they both exist, to value them, and to allow both to shine. And then the last one is, uh, some people don't know this, but a pineapple starts as these separate berries. And when they grow, or when the pineapple grows, it becomes this one powerful fruit. Mm. And so the last part of a pineapple mindset is, to lean into your community, to be vulnerable with others and to allow yourself to lean on the people around you when, when it's needed. Yeah. So how did you come from having all these problems growing up and, and dealing with the trauma that you've gone through to get to the point of being a confident leader and knowing how to have this mindset and then even sharing it with others. Now you are through your company. So for me, I mean, I dealt with severe depression and anxiety and in high school, I attempted suicide and it did not happen, which is good. And then that was kind of like my lowest point of seeing that I do have more to offer in this world mm -hmm. and that this is a sign that what value can I provide? I'm still here. And I started to slowly first think of like, okay, what is stemming? What is the reason why I have these negative thoughts about myself? Um, and so I, instead of running away from them and trying to hide from these negative thoughts, I decided to sit with them and to understand okay, why do I feel this way? What are changes? What is happening? And so I started to build this different mindset of like, okay, you know what? I look different, but why is different bad? Why is not looking like the person next to me a bad thing? That's just something that I put inside my head. And so instead creating these exercises to then be like, no, my beauty, my differences is what makes me special. I started to find appreciation towards my adoption and to find the value and like the gifts that it did bring. Adoption is 100% a trauma and 100% something that, you know, will affect an adoptee and you should acknowledge that it's a trauma, but to also see parts you can be grateful for. And so I started seeing parts of adoption that I was extremely grateful for that I was able to be a woman and be able to speak my mind and to ask questions. I was able to travel. I'm able to try different activities. I'm not siloed into having to be good at one sport or be good at one subject. And then slowly but surely, I started to reach out to, actually not my parents first, but to my one of my close friends and shared that, you know, I was feeling low and the feelings, the negative thoughts that were happening. And she started being vulnerable with me. And when I started to realize that everyone, everyone has pain and everyone is dealing with something, but that we are just creating a fake facade that everything's perfect in our lives, mm -hmm. that 
it became easier to start to open about my pain. And then when I started opening about my pain and my traumas, then other people around me started feeling more comfortable. And when I started to realize that this was a gift that I had of that able to come up changing your mindset, able to be vulnerable with others and to allow that community to form, um, I started a pineapple mindset because I realized that there's there's so many adoptees that are going through the same things that I went through growing up and they are faced with the same lack of post-adoption resources. And so instead I wanted to create first an online course, which I have, it's called Lost to Leader. And this online course allows parents to provide a post-adoption resource to their, you know, to their child that they can do on their own, that they can, they don't have to go into a big, you know, group setting. They can do it at their own pace. They can do it in their, you know, comfort of their own home, but then still be able to work towards a more positive mindset and to work through thoughts that I feel like are not brought up in daily, daily life. And then also with pineapple mindset, I provide adoptee life coaching where I work with adoptees one-on-one who just want you know, the online course is wonderful. And if they feel like that is enough, that's great. But having a one-on-one talk to the different adoptees, just being able to dive even deeper into their own personal traumas, into their own personal thoughts, and being able to ask them deeper questions that I, again, people don't ask very often, allows them to get sick with their trauma and then be able to move through it. So, I mean, I feel like I just went on a tangent there. No, not at all. You know, I just feel really passionate about Pineapple Minds and just really wanting to provide uh, resources and outlet for an adoptee. Yeah. And on your website, you say every adoptee has the power to be a leader. I really love that. And I, I totally believe that. Can you explain a little more about what you mean by that? What does it mean to be a leader and how do you get that power to be a leader? Absolutely. So I feel like when people initially think of leader, they think of, oh, I have to have a certain title. I have to be the president of this company or I have to be named a leader to be a leader. But everyone has the ability to be a leader inside of them. They already are if they so choose to do it. Uh, Being a leader is someone that has the strength to speak their mind, to share their opinions with others, to honestly help change people's mindsets and their opinions to what they believe. And your title does not matter whatsoever. And it's all just, again, your mindset. And so every adoptee can feel that they are lost, they're alone, that their thoughts don't matter or their opinions don't matter and they stay quiet. But if they, through, through Lost Leader course, I teach them how to be able to, one, figure out what are their thought processes, what are their opinions, and to give them that confidence to then share with the rest of the world. Um, whatever that may be in whatever context, um, if it's in just your personal life to into your professional life, I feel like, you know, leadership is encompasses it all. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Do you have a certain age limit you start working with? Do you have to be a certain Um, age? Sorry for interrupting. No, no, I, there's no age limit. Uh, Personally, I do like to work with people that are, about 13, 14 and older. And that's just because they have the cognitive ability to kind of think a little bit deeper. 
I think I work with some really young um, children in elementary school, but that's not a course. That's more one-on-one counseling and coaching uh, just because it's catered very, very differently of more, we don't dive deep into a lot of pain, but just recognizing allowing them to recognize that they're not alone at a younger age. Yeah. And that's what you say on your website there when you're talking about your course lost to leader, you you know, the very first thing I love it. The very first thing you say on there is I am a proud adoptee and that statement is not said enough. And I totally agree with that. I think people do kind of want to hide from that and not use that. Well, I'm not an adoptee or I don't want to be known as an adoptee, I should say. And so I love that you kind of tackle that head on and just say, you know, who am I? Am I good enough? Where do I fit in? And and you answer those questions and you can be a proud adoptee and, and you build on those blocks. So I love that you talk to kids even in the elementary school age, because it certainly can help um, them build up their self-esteem and self-confidence. And that's what it sounds like you're, you're focusing on. How can us, though, as, as parents or, or even hopeful adoptive parents who are listening to this and going, how, what do I need to know? What do I need to look at doing for my kid as they grow up? How can I help them instill this self-confidence in them? Well, one thing is making sure that adoption, the fact that they are an adoptee, be a completely transparent, just natural conversation that just happens. It's not something that they like sit down and they make it a very serious conversation that only happens once, but instead acknowledging that it exists and that it's okay. Um, And then also talking about the reasons why they chose to adopt. Um, Being able to hear that from my parents was so comforting to know that they saw it as just another outlet to grow their family. It's nothing that like I need to be thankful for, like, oh, thank you so much that you did this for me. But instead they're like, no, I, they feel the one, they feel blessed to have me and to be another addition to their family. And so, yeah, keeping it transparent, um, telling your kids why you adopted, because that can, that's such a, such strong stories. And then um, Three is also like providing role models that do look like them. And I, I can't stress that enough of that. You know, I do understand that there is strength and I do, there is strength and there's value and there's brilliance within people, but being able to see someone that looks like you and to be able to admire that and want to be like them, that is a very powerful statement. And so showing them, you know, different type of role models, that's not just in everyday media. I will say that, you know, in today's culture, there's a lot more diversity, but definitely opening that up. And then lastly is just allowing your children to be sad, to not have tears be a sign of weakness mm-hmm. and to acknowledge when they are sad and even even think and like thank you so much for sharing your sadness with me um i think that there is a lot of times where we're told to stop crying as a young kid or stop being sad or like get over it but that can be so detrimental to a child to be like oh i can't be not happy Mm. And so really showing that all emotions are valid and like, let's talk through, okay, where is this stemming from? Yeah. Rather than helping them deal with their emotions, you're kind of shutting them down, you know? 
Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, maybe as a child, like they're crying. It's like, don't do like, stop crying. Like, okay, why are you sad? Like, what's making you cry? I hurt. Okay, what hurts? Um, my, my finger. Okay, why does your finger hurt? Oh, because I slammed it on a door or something. Well, at least mm-hmm. now you have an understanding of it. But it could also go to deep, deeper of like, okay, why are you sad? Um, my feelings are hurt. Why are your feelings hurt? Because Jimmy was mean to me. Well, what did Jimmy say? And then understanding like maybe Jimmy just told her that her, that her dress was ugly. Or you could find even something different, of, even deeper of like, oh, like Jimmy doesn't want to be my friend anymore. Mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that that is painful and that's okay to cry at this moment and be like, okay, hey, now how can we move forward in this moment, acknowledging the trauma, acknowledging the sadness, and then now finding solutions of, okay, what are, what's the different mindset that we can have with this or what did we learn from this? Yeah. And I think as adoptive parents, we can be on the lookout for ways that our children may be vulnerable, like you said, to others that may be trying to put them out or put them down or shun them for whatever reason. And adoption could be one of them, you know, being an Mm -hmm. adoptee. So I think being able to look out for that and just having it aware, just being aware as a parent that that could happen and allow them to express those feelings and talk through those feelings is, is a really good thing. And I think that's where you come in as, as being able to help us because we don't always know, of course, most of us don't know what the right things to say or how to say them or even the best way to get these feelings out. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're doing something like this because it's it really gives an avenue for kids and even as they grow older, if they're still dealing with issues, they have a place to go to learn a mindset, but not just to learn a mindset, but having a place that somebody's already been where they have been and can help them develop and become that leader. Like you said, because you're right. I, I never really thought about it that way before, but you know, a leader is not necessarily a title, or, but it is a mindset. And so how can people um, take this mindset and, and apply it to their kids? Is it just a matter of having those kinds of those conversations? Is it something that, that we should bring up just every now and then or listen for cues? I think that, I mean, especially when kids are younger, I mean, I don't think that I was as in tuned with my emotions when I was even in middle school. And instead, I just hid them from the world because, again, that's what I was somewhat taught to train to do. But these mindset conversations can happen as early as you want. And it's first almost having the adopting parents or yeah, the adopting parents to also have this mindset as well of because your children are looking at you constantly and looking at how are they reacting to a situation. And so if they see you getting angry or upset about something, well, then they're like, oh, then that's then that's how I should react as well. Um, And don't get me wrong. Parents are humans. (laughs) and (laughs) Humans are not perfect in any shape or form. And so I don't want to say like, no parent can be perfect. That's just, that's just period. But if they naturally already have this mindset and I've worked with parents that have already adopted, um, I've done just a couple sessions with them of just figuring out 
okay, like what are some key conversations that they can have with kids? And so one is just bringing it up at the dinner table. Again, natural conversations Mm -hmm. and just diving a little bit deeper. And one big tip is to share about your feelings. Be like, hey, today at work was really hard because X, Y, Z happened. It made me feel like this. And because it made me feel like this, I try to think of, okay, what good could come out of this? What, how can I move forward in this? And if your children see you thinking through your own life, through a pineapple mindset, then that just starts to be naturally trained into them because they see their parents, their role models doing this type of thinking. So that's one of my biggest tips is like bringing up during like a just natural conversation at dinner or just in a, in a drive. I think parents think that they need to be this perfect, um, I have no problems, no sadness to their children, but opening it up to them that, you know, pain and imperfection is a real thing allows them to then open up to their parents that pain and their imperfections is a real thing that's happening to them. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great stuff there. Yeah. Cause you certainly want to make an environment that's available for them to, to open up. Do you find it in the people that you've worked with that are the boys or men different than the girls or the women as far as talking? I mean, I know guys usually don't talk, don't don't talk a whole lot or open themselves up, especially to their emotions and things like that. Do you find that in your work? Uh, is it harder to get the guys to open up? When it comes to ad- adult adoptees, it's actually interesting. I don't know if it's, the environment that they're put into when I talk with them, but I actually get a lot more from them because hmm. I think that they don't always have an outlet to express their pain. And because I'm, I'm there listening, asking the questions where I've seen on the female spectrum, it takes them a lot longer to open up and to trust, trust the process and to trust the thinking and the things that I'm telling them. Um, But then as we grow a relationship, they start to open up more and more. So it's a little bit interesting because I do actually agree with you that in an everyday society, like men are told to like hide their emotions, suppress it. But if we give them an outlet to, to express it and to show that like the person that they're sharing it with is, is reciprocating it and is valuing it, they do want to open up. Hmm. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it totally. Yeah. Especially if you're willing to listen to them. I think sometimes people don't talk because they don't think anybody's willing to listen to them. <laughs> or or they think that it, you know, makes them less than. And right. to show that I appreciate them sharing something with me, again, valuing their honesty and their vulnerability, valuing them standing tall and wearing their crown. It makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. Do you have any stories that you could share? I mean, I don't think wouldn't want you to share any names or anything, but stories that you could share about how you've helped adoptees or uh, adoptive parents in this pineapple mindset. Yeah. So there is this, it was actually a birth mom. I'm so a birth mom reached out to me where she was feeling guilty about her adoption of like how she gave up her child and that it was something that she was still struggling with. And so of course she was just upset that she wasn't sure if she did the right thing, if their child was actually going to have a better life. 
And so we worked through, again, pineapple mindset of finding gratitude, of sharing that what you did was one of the most strongest things that a person could do is protecting a child for nine months, changing your entire life for that child, and then being selfless and giving it the opportunity to potentially have a a better life with a family that has more stable means. And then sharing her, sharing with her my story of how, how my gratitude for adoption has only grown. And as an adult adoptee that there, that her child will hopefully see that as well. And that if she starts, instead of seeing it as abandoning her child, but instead changing that mindset and perspective to no providing for her child. Mm -hmm. And so working through with her of just taking deep breaths and to work through that, um, she's been able to find more gratitude and more peace in her action of um, giving her child for adoption. Yeah. Very nice. That's very nice. We've talked before on the podcast about post-adoption support and how kind of it's left out there just for people to stumble across or, or not even get if they don't even know it's out there. So uh, this is amazing stuff to help people in there after the adoptions happen. And, and it helps uh, the whole triad really does need that kind of post adoption support because it's something we all have different things that we all work through and it, we just come to it in different points in our life and in different areas that we need the help. in. so I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing this for, the adoption world. And you talked about your adoptee life coaching a little bit. Can you share Mm -hmm. with us a little bit more like how that, what it is, how does it work? How could somebody get that? Yeah. So if they're interested, they can go to my website at www.pineapplemindset.com. And then at the top there is adoptee life coaching and it's pretty straightforward. Um, I do a 20 minute free consultation with anyone that's interested just because being able to be vulnerable with someone and opening up and trusting someone, it takes, it, it, it will take time. And they, I want to make sure that they are comfortable talking with me when we first start. And if they just don't feel that connection, then that I respect that. I provide resources for them. I look up different resources in their area for them and connect them with different people that I'm in touch with. If, it, if they choose not to go with me, but if they do, Then we set up different, it could be weekly to bi-weekly or monthly meetings based off of their schedule and needs. And then we work through the different four-step process to a pineapple mindset. And then also just having, again, that one-on-one opportunity to talk about their personal traumas of personal traumas that maybe happened in the past or current. And then I also dive into just topics that um, they may not have thought of. And so just asking some deeper questions about, you know, how was their childhood? How are they dealing with their emotions? And then usually I leave them with just a couple mindset exercises they can take with them until we meet again. Just kind of opening the door for them really to talk as much as they want to and dive in as much as they want to on their emotions and building up their self-confidence. That's great. I think anybody getting a 20 minute free consultations, a really good deal <laughs> because yeah. you just, well, I, uh, think that, I mean, it's so important to make sure that, mm-hmm. I mean, I think being vulnerable is the being vulnerable with someone or being vulnerable with me is the greatest gift that someone can give me. Mm-hmm. And so I want to respect that and honor that. And 
I don't want to make them feel stressed by any means and make them feel pressured. So I really do value that was 20 minutes. And if we end up saying lifelong connections, that's great. But if not, I mean, again, they know that the resource is out there and that they have a community with pineapple mindset no matter what. Let's talk about your online course. So Lost to Leader, you say it's, and I agree, I've never seen any other course like this online made by an adoptee for adoptees, uh, really just focusing on their emotions or experiences and just kind of helping them build up their self-confidence. And so can you describe like what that course is about or what is in it and uh, what anybody can expect to get out of it? Yeah. So the online course is a self-paced online course. So they will be getting uh, video modules as they complete each video. And then this course also comes with a workbook. So allows them to take the exercises and the learnings that they get from each video and then apply to their everyday life. And so what's nice about an online course is that, again, everyone's schedule is different. And I want people to feel comfortable wherever they're at in their adoption growth journey. So that's why I want to offer the online course to everyone. And then in there, they're going to go through this four-step process of how to get to a pineapple mindset and then be able to leave with how they can then continue that pineapple mindset even after the course. And once they become a member and um, purchase the course once, then they have access to that course for a lifetime. And so just like any muscle, um, your brain is a muscle. And I believe that a mindset is something that we're constantly training and that, you know, if we step away from training it for a little bit, I want to make sure that they have this resource to go back to as well. Um, maybe in a year or three years from, from now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm sure they could go back and learn more and get more out of it. And you, you say there too, there you have resources to different adoptee communities. What does that mean? So right now I can cater to either a specific culture and then also with um, different age groups as well. And so right now, the Lost to Leader is one generic online course that can be able to encapsulate all different adoptees. But if they decide that they want something more personalized, then that would be part of that adoptee life coach part of it, of being able to cater it towards exactly what their need is. And so we're able to switch parts of the curriculum. Oh, all right. Nice. And at the end, I mean, they're going to know when they get through this course, obviously what the pineapple mindset is, but exactly how to apply it to their life, how to stand tall, wear that crown every day, be strong and sweet and grow in that community. And that's what they expect to get out. Do they have um, access to you through this course too, or how does that work? Yeah. And so there's different levels of access. So there is the base level of just getting access to the actual online course and the guide. And then there's another level of being able to intertwine that with monthly um, one-on-one sessions. But then they also, anyone gets access to the Facebook community where again, just a curate, not curated, but just the community of adoptees that are also wanting to grow their pineapple mindsets. Awesome. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I hope a lot of people take advantage of that. Uh, so where do folks get their course? They can get the, to that through your website, pineapplemindset.com? Correct, yep, pineapplemindset.com. And at the top, they'll see Lost to Leader. Awesome. And then really, I mean, after this online course, I, I want to see them being able to 
you know, use this pineapple mindset in their everyday life to then be able to be that leader in any situation into their personal and into their professional lives. And to reiterate that, you know, being that leader is just anyone that has the confidence to speak their mind and their opinion and to know that what they say is valuable. Um, And then through loss the leader, you know, the whole part is, you know, if they've, I want adoptees that feel like, you know, they are alone and that they feel like they don't have the ability to reach their goals. I want them then through after this course, they'll be able to have that confidence to go after what they want. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how anybody could go through that and not get something really good out of it. Yeah, that's great. Um, you also say you are a motivational speaker, so a, a keynote motiv- motivational speaker. So what kind of speaking have you done and what do you like to do? Yeah, so I do speaking to groups as small as five people to groups as large as 150 plus people. Um, and so the keynote speaking is catered towards whatever event I am hired for. And so I've done keynote speaking on various topics of talking about actually the history of specifically Korean adoption to overcoming my own personal depression and anxiety to then also talking about the little voice in people's head. I name my voice, my little mean director, but the keynote topics um, vary again about how we can take adoption or how we can take trauma in general and then flip it on its side and then be able to move through it and then be able to always wear our crown, always see the value in the community and rise when we do fall. And so it can be super personalized where I can create uh, different activities if it's like a smaller group, um, but also just doing like big, large keynote speaking um, is also a big specialty. I just love connecting with people even after, um, after speaking, just being able to hear their stories and just be able to learn more about you know, other people's adoption journeys and how they've gone from A to B. Yeah. I mean, it affects so many people and I mean, uh, tens of thousands of adoptions happen every year and so many people I'm sure are out there just kind of dealing with their own problems, their own self-worth issues, their own depression, their own anxiety. And to learn from someone that like you that have been through it and to got to the point where you are, and helping others is just amazing. And I'm just so thankful. And the, really the whole pineapple mindset thing is brilliant because it just puts a little image on how you're supposed to think that the mindset is in the image of the pineapple. So that's really <laughs> cool how you did that. Exactly. That's brilliant. And I mean, I think that it is so crucial. And I think, I mean, again, this is why I'm so honored to be on your podcast so that you're showing the need for post adoption resources because Adoptees are four times more likely to commit suicide Mm. compared to non-adopted offspring. And it's because it's not addressed. It's not talked about Mm -hmm. enough. And we just suppress it and believe that, you know, people get through these things. And with like 1.5 million adopted children in the U.S., this is a huge topic that Mm. needs to be addressed and to be um, catered towards and to have more resources. I hope that there are more post-adoption resources that can help even more adoptees than just mine. Absolutely. That's, that's incredible. That's great stuff. Uh, I, I was going to ask you this question, but I think I know the answer already, but I was going to say, 
if you could wave a mag- magic wand and make something in the adoption world better, what would that be? And I, I probably know the answer is post-adoption support, or how would you answer that? No, honestly, that's it exactly. I wish that adoptee, being an adoptee and the talks about adoption was not a taboo subject, that it became an everyday conversation of what color is your hair? It's black. Are you adopted? Yes. It's not (laughs) something that people want to hide, but instead address because the reason why there's so much lack of post-adoption resources is the secrecy and the taboo topic, the taboo-ness of adoption. Mm -hmm. Because it's not put into medical, like medical records. And there are, you know, when people do commit suicide or when there are mental health issues, it's not an automatic statistic that goes along with it. So there is no like hard data, like how many being adopted correlates to this. And so there needs to just be more and more research done. And that first starts with adoption not being a taboo topic and then being able to create more of those post-adoption resources with that data. Yeah, I mean, just having avenues like yours that just invite people to come in and talk is a huge deal. You know, that's, I think that's, uh, we cannot get the word out enough that that's available. So I'm so glad you're doing this. I hope it continues to grow and you can continue to help more and more folks. And, uh, it's obviously you, you've poured your heart and soul into this and, uh, and helping others. So I hope your mission, your message just can sp- continues to spread all over, help even more adoptees and folks who are trying to adopt and even birth moms. I'm, I'm so glad you're able to share that story too about, uh, you know, they, some, a, a lot of times and more often than not need that post-adoption support as well too. So thank you so much for everything you've, you're doing for the community adoption world. And uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Everything we've talked about too, all the, the links and uh, the, the courses and all that stuff is going to be in the show notes. So nobody has to sit here and try to fran- frantically write down uh, websites or anything. So, but you, it's pretty easy to remember pineapplemindset.com. If you don't remember anything else from this episode, <laughs> just remember pineapplemindset.com. She's, she's there. Uh, she explains everything, including her uh, amazing course. So thanks Chloe for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you again for having me. I hope you have a great day. Yes, you too. All right. Chloe is awesome, right? She's so remarkable because of what she's done in her life, coming up with this pineapple mindset and the very first online course for adoptees created by an adoptee, her called Lost to Leader. So she's doing some incredible things for the adoption world. And I just absolutely love it. You know, uh, when she on her quote on her website says, I'm a Korean adoptee who almost let depression and anxiety take my life. Instead, I cultivated a pineapple mindset to become a leader within my own life. And now she's doing that same for others. So it's just amazing, amazing work. Hope you go check out pineapplemindset.com and you can find all the highlights and links we talked about on today's show at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 70. And while you're there at infantadoptionguide.com, I really have some cool free stuff for you. All you need to do is enter your name and email. I'm going to send you four free adoption guides It's going to help you save time, money, and stress in your adoption. And then I have even more great stuff I'm going to send you through email. I'm not going to dump a bunch of stuff into your inbox, but believe me, you're going to like what you get. And you can email me directly. So that's cool, right? We can be adoption friends. (laughs) So I've been through it three times. If there's anything I can do to help you, that's what I'm here for. So thanks for listening. Until next time, you are in my prayers as you go on the journey to build your family through infant adoption. God bless.
Thanks for listening to my dad.